Market View on Money FM 89.3. You might as well call this Telco Thursday, with investors also devoting some time to look at the recent earnings results from StarHub and Singtel over the last 24 hours. And both telcos actually posted interesting uh, figures. StarHub actually showing that revenues grow, grew significantly from some of their business units. And Singtel also reporting that first half profits more than doubled in their fiscal first half. Well, to help us better understand what are some of the drivers and some of the opportunities for Singapore's telcos, uh, what some of these might be actually as we look forward, we're joined now on Money FM 89.3 by Mr. Sachin Mittal, who is an analyst and assistant vice president at DBS. He's the resident telco analyst, will help us understand what he made and what stood out for him from these two various report cards. Mr. Mittal, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while. I hope you're having a good afternoon. Yeah, thank you for... uh uh, calling me here, yeah. Absolutely, Sachin. Look, so the telcos were fairly busy these last two days, StarHub and Singtel releasing results. And for the most part, it seems that markets are looking at them with a favorable eye. But as I've as we've laid out a while ago, what do you think stood out for you from these report cards that seem to both be rather promising, but maybe in different fashions? Yeah, I think uh, after a long time, uh, we see that uh, both telcos, uh, net profits actually came better than expectations. That's number one. Number two, both of them showed a recovery in the mobile revenue. If you look at the quarterly mobile revenue, there is a recovery we can see. Uh, and that is because of a little bit of uh, border reopening, roaming starting and 5G uptake. And thirdly, uh, both of them actually showed uh, you know improving margins. So there seems to be a tight cost control at both the telcos. So overall, a good report card. Indeed. I do want to take a moment first to talk about StarHub since they were the first one to report last night. And things are looking a bit better despite that decline in net income, mostly because of the withdrawal of some of those JSS subsidies, actually. In fact, you've highlighted, though, in your recent outlook that the acquisition of MyRepublic might be a good thing and also that pay TV and content revenues may recover. They've highlighted, though, that a lot of this was driven or significantly driven in a, by part because of the, some of their enterprise segment so far. How important are all all of these moving parts, though, to StarHub's outlook that seems to be show that prefer, that StarHub may be getting things together right now after many quarters of uncertainty. It finally shows that uh, broadband becomes the growth driver for StarHub. One, because it is, uh, if you look at the average revenue per user, StarHub is like uh, $32, $33 per month per user, while MyRepublic stands about 49 there's a big opportunity for StarHub to keep rise, keep raising its, uh, see the high, higher ARPUs, right? Because uh, now people are going for the 1 GBPS to 2 GBPS plans, right? Those are expensive plans. And uh, that's good for the revenue of StarHub. And number two, they, both the telcos, MyRepublic and StarHub can reduce their cost by cross-selling their products and also using each other's infrastructure. So good from revenue and good from uh, reducing cost, both both point of view. Indeed, these are all check marks. It seems in favor of StarHub. We're still speaking to Sachin Mittal, who's an analyst and assistant vice president at DBS here at Muddy FM 89.3, talking about the report cards of StarHub and Singtel. And now I want to focus on Singtel. In a previous conversation we had before, Sachin, you highlighted that Singtel drew quite a bit of revenues from mobile roaming, which were affected because of the closures of the borders due to the pandemic. And we all talk about reopening place here in Singapore. I do want to ask you, as a long 
longtime telco analyst, can Singtel actually be recorded as an underestimated reopening play? Or will the new travel lanes that have been opened have not much of an impact, actually, on these mobile roaming revenues that you've highlighted before are rather important, actually, to the country's largest telco? Uh, it, it, is, it will definitely benefit from the reopening. The, the question is uh, the timing. Uh, but one okay. thing is very certain that uh, they they have already bottomed out in terms of their mobile revenue. Mobile revenue can only go up from here. So uh, if you look at the last three, four years, uh, we were always worried about the shrinking mobile revenue. Uh, from here on, we are very confident that their mobile revenue will benefit, one, from mobile re- uh, mobile roaming as pe- more and more people travel. And secondly, a uh, little bit of more take-up of 5G services. 5G services are more expensive than 4G. So mm-hmm. both these trends will benefit uh, their mobile revenues going forward. Indeed, we actually saw um, such in, in some of the report cards from some of the South Korean uh, carriers in the last couple of weeks that a lot of their revenues actually are starting to be more derived and more importantly so from some of these 5G um, you know, uh, uh, segments. Now, I do want to talk about the race towards 5G and how these two telcos are actually doing. Now, we've heard of labor shortages, supply chain bottlenecks hitting many industries since the start of the pandemic. And as we know, the race towards rolling out and adopting 5G very important to these telcos as it is to telcos across the world. But have the recent supply chain bottlenecks and labor shortages, in fact, in any way hurt the 5G rollouts of Singapore's telcos, or is it business as usual and the race towards 5G for both Starhub and Singtel? The good thing is, uh, we, don't, we don't see it because uh, Singapore is taking a gradual approach towards 5G. So uh, it's not like uh, South Korea where there's a big bank apex and uh, 5G is there without much cases, uh, without much uh, business cases. So Singapore is doing it slowly and gradually and hitting the enterprise users first with a 5G. Uh, followed by consumers. So, uh, even if it's slow down, we don't know. We don't feel it because uh, right now 5G take-up is still very low in Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, in, in, in a way, they are taking it gradually so that the incremental capital expenditure on 5G can be justified uh, by the incremental revenue. Because if we spend too much capex now and there's not not much revenue, that's also not good for investors. Indeed. But do you expect that perhaps the capex, is, capex pressures might actually be a potential risk for either Starhub or Singtel if uh, things become a little bit more delayed? Not really. I mean, uh, I think if uh, I, I won't say that because if you look at the whole model, Starhub is going in partnership with M1 for the, for the 5G network. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Singtel is, uh, has deep pockets you know, for 5G in a, in a small island like uh, Singapore. That's not really a Okay. You know, I'd like to focus, bring our focus back to Singtel, and there's so much we can uh, delve into. And as we've also highlighted before, for Singtel, at least in the case of Singtel, such and what happens overseas probably matters almost as much as what happens at home. And in this report card, they actually highlighted the outlook on their Indian affiliate Bharti Airtel, markedly better as compared to 12 months ago on these easing regulatory pressures. And this was a huge question mark, actually, on Bharti and Singtel also in effect. Can you give us a comment on how important some of these easing regulatory issues are with regards to Singtel, especially as it pertains to Bharti's operations out in the subcontinent. Why is it so important to actually watch out for what happens there when we're talking about Singtel's outlook? Yeah, so exactly. So Bharti, it was loss-making entity uh, in the last year, and now it is a turnaround. So naturally, when you turn around, there's a big delta, a big delta. So in this case, we're talking of almost uh, 114 million uh, million kind of uh, earnings impact, which is uh, delta change in uh, earnings contribution to Singtel, which is quite significant, right? 
Mm-hmm. So almost uh, we can say that almost all of the growth you see at Intel uh, came because of Hathi's turnaround. Almost all of that. So that's very significant because incrementally, Bharti uh, is going to account for a big portion of growth at Intel going forward. All right. Um, I do want to also ask Sachin because we did see that Optus and some other Australian subsidiaries were actually were able to sell a stake actually in those telco towers down there. How? A crucial this time around is, say, asset recycling going to be for Singtel's future, or is it going to hinge more on how some of these big affiliates in, say, India and Indonesia are actually going to do? How big of a driver might some of these uh, these efforts to um, monetize some of their some of their uh, hardware assets uh, in places like Australia actually mean to Singtel moving forward? So, in, in fact, the Australia power divestment is already uh, reaping more. Cash than we expected. It's a double loss. Interesting. Uh, we thought it, yeah, we thought it's a billion dollar, but they almost got two billion dollars. So that's a good thing. They think it doesn't need to divest for assets, but I think they still have a target of uh, divesting almost uh, two two billion dollar. Let's call it capital recycling of two billion dollar over the next three to five years. Now that is a good sign for the dividends because if you look at this. Uh, in this quarter, in this set of results, they raised the payout ratio to 76%. And we, we were expecting 70% payout ratio, uh, but they came with 76% payout ratio. That means that uh, with this all this capital recycling, cycling, uh, they can easily sustain this 76% payout ratio. Okay, but it's at four and a half cents, I believe, for the fiscal uh, for that for that uh, half uh, that half period, uh, Sachin. And they did point out that it is actually a, a tad bit lower than the, the same period last year. Are you worried that the divid- that these slightly lower dividends might actually uh, play negatively against Singtel, or is this something that uh, actually we can uh, we, we can write off as a special case? Actually, these are better than expectation. The dividend okay. this time is better than expectation, and now since they're tied to earnings. As a payout ratio, when the earnings grow, dividends can only grow from here on, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's a there's a link to the earnings, and earnings grow. So in, I'm I'm not worried about dividends. I think dividends can only grow from here on. All right. Fair enough. And uh, with that, we do wrap up our look at how the uh, telcos did and a pretty favorable set of report cards for Singtel and Starhub. And we'll watch out and to see if they can continue this in the preceding in the future quarters. I'd like to thank Sachin Mittal, analyst at DBS, for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 to help us understand and uh, parse through the report cards of uh, the country's uh, largest telcos. Sachin, as always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to the next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, have a great afternoon ahead, sir. Thank you, JB. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.